0: Warren Gatland's last game at the Principality Stadium as Wales coach. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union Podcast change team for that game against Ireland with quite a few decisions to make about his rugby World cup score.
1: Front row, second row, pack row still, stack three, the ten position as well. So the players are pretty well aware of how important this game is and the opportunity that they get to put their hands up.
0: One of the new caps is Blues
2: wing Owen Lane. Gats pretty honest and I said there's going to be a few changes coming into the Ireland game um, and he stuck to his word and there's a few changes but I know a lot of the boys are going to put their best foot forward so we're all looking forward to
0: it. While WIU performance director Ryan Jones says Wales fans heading out for Japan are in
3: for a treat. It is an incredible, incredible country. The people are fantastic, the culture is incredible, and the food is amazing. So I think the fans are going to have a unique experience. Interesting, as we also welcomes the Guinness Pro 14 final to
0: Cardiff this season. But we'll start with the World Cup warm-up game against Ireland in Cardiff this weekend. A massive game for all sorts of reasons. It's Warren Gatlin's last game in charge of Wales at the home of Welsh Rugby. He and his coaching team will head off afterwards to finalise their World Cup squad, which will be announced on Sunday. He's made plenty of changes to give people their chance, with new caps for prop Rhys Carey and wing Owen Lane, with those final squad decisions very much in mind.
1: A number of positions that are still up for grabs. Front row, second row, pack row still, so back three to 10 position as well. So the players are pretty well aware of how important this game is and the opportunity that they get to put their hands up for selection on Sunday.
4: Two new caps, Owen Lane and Reese Carey. Tell us about their uh, qualities.
1: I think it was a bit of a shock to them when they first came in in terms of how hard it was and how hard we've trained, but they're fitted in well. I think Reese has lost about 10 kilograms since he's been with us and, and Owen Lane's uh, has continued to improve and, and impress as well. So, um, you yeah, know, both of them have fitted in well and... Uh, and hopefully, they make the most of their opportunity. How
4: about the uh, shootout at fly half? Is that a direct competition for one place in the as well? Probably,
1: yeah. For Jared gets get an opportunity, we know a little bit more about Reese Patchell, so the pressure is on him to, and he understands that fully about going out and starting the game and being able to control the game. And then for uh, Reese probably get the second half, is then him coming on and, and making an impression as well. So. Yeah, so I think two of them are pretty aware of they'll get that chance on Saturday and you know, it's a probably a shootout between the two of them.
4: Are there other positions where you see that happening, that you'll give the, the replacement as much, if not or almost as much game
1: time? Yeah, probably the props, front row. Jonah Holmes will get some time off the bench as well. Those positions will be the ones that we'll be looking at uh, players getting some game time. And that will
4: be virtually everyone having had a chance... Up
1: from Corey Hilmerts. He's had an injection in his, his ankle, just a cortisone. He's been scanned, there's nothing showed up on the scan, he's just getting a bit of referred pain and uh, the injections seem to have improved it so he's just been off his feet at the moment and um, hopefully he's up and running. He's been doing some running and stuff so um, it's just been precautionary with him and um, hopefully we'll see what happens on Saturday, whether he gets named on Sunday. What sort
4: of challenge are you expecting from Ireland?
1: I spoke to Joe a number of weeks ago and, and I said to him, look, our thoughts were we would probably go fairly strong against England and, and probably back up a lot of those players for the second test and then we'd make a lot of changes for the home game against Ireland and then probably go reasonably strong for the away match against Ireland. So, And his thoughts were pretty similar. So I'm excited about the game because, you know, obviously they're under a reasonable amount of pressure after last week's performance. I think they've had a lot of criticism back home. And so it's a real great challenge for us, you know, a team that's Coming here knowing that they've been criticised, they'll be hurting from last week, a lot of the players that were potentially played in that Six Nations game will be hurting from that result as well. So, great challenge for our players, uh, knowing the team's coming really fired up to want to make a difference and want to impress um, before they select their squad as well. So, you know, I couldn't ask for a better game for this group of players to go out there and have to perform as well for us, so great challenge and really, really looking forward to Saturday
4: personally,
1: your last game in the home yeah. room? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it'll be quite quite emotional. I've had a, an unbelievable time here in Wales, and, and you know, the people, I think, have made my time incredibly um, special. But I'm trying to keep in perspective that, yes, it's something that I'll be thinking about in the time, but it's not about me. There are 31 players get selected on Sunday, and I've got to you know, make sure that, that performance on Saturday and then the job of picking the squad is incredibly important. So... There's no way that I want to overshadow what is probably more important for those individuals than me having my last game in the stadium. So, um, you know, I just have a personal reflection and, and reflect back on how memorable that's been without making a big fuss about it. If you had to
0: pick a couple of games, home games from your
5: time in you charge, what
1: would they be? Oh. The Irish game last the one in the Grand Slam was, was pretty special. Probably France 2008. Well, even though I wasn't there sitting in the stand, the... The 33 thumping of England was a pretty good day. Any time that you win. I thought this year's Six Nations game against England in the in that last 20 minutes, the roof opened, but the way that that crowd got behind us and drove us and, and lifted the last 20 minutes was you know, something that I won't forget. They just got louder and more vocal and, and really drove the players on and we, and we didn't hear much of swing low, sweet chariots, so that, made a, that helped as well.
0: So a few happy memories, and there have been plenty of them since Warren took over in Wales in 2008. A chance now to hear from one of those new caps, Owen Lane. So what was his reaction to selection?
2: Yeah, obviously I was initially really excited, and it's obviously a proud moment for me and, and my family, but again, a few nerves creeping because it's going to be a big occasion and I want to put my best foot forward. So,
4: Have you seen it coming for a while?
2: Um, I wouldn't say I've seen it coming. I know Gats was pretty honest and he said there's going to be a few changes coming into the Island game. Um, and he stuck to his word, and there is a few changes, but I know a lot of the boys want to put their best foot forward, so we're all looking forward to it. Yeah.
4: How does it compare with anything you've played in before?
2: It's cliche, you try and treat it like any other game, but it's definitely going to be a big occasion, and it's the biggest occasion I've probably played in. I've, I've wanted to do this since I was a young boy, and to actually get the opportunity is pretty exciting, and hopefully I can do my best.
4: Yeah, I guess it might have come earlier if it hadn't been for one or two uh, injury problems.
2: Um, yeah, I know there's been a lot said about the injuries, and maybe I would have had a chance earlier, but... You can't really dwell on things like that. This is the time now, and hopefully, I feel like I'm prepared and I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully, I can do my best.
4: How much do you think that you have to impress to actually get in that final 31? Yeah,
2: definitely. I know there's. Uh, Gat has been honest and said there's places up for grabs and back three is an opportunity where you can you put your, f- your best foot forward hopefully you can put your hand up and get place on the plane but I'm just going out there I'm going to try and enjoy the occasion as much as I can I know I'm, I'm going to be nervous out there but hopefully I can enjoy it and take it in and, and hopefully I, I, I play as well as I want to
4: And maybe a little reminder to the coach that you've uh, played at 13 as well
2: uh, yeah, that's obviously uh, in the back of the coach's mind, but there's a lot of other back three players you can cover there, so I just want to just try and nail that position down on the wing, really.
4: What's the atmosphere like in the camp going into this game, given that you're not only playing against Ireland as a team, but competing against each other as individuals within that?
2: We're not really focusing on the latter there. It's, it's a test match at the end of the day, and we want to win the game first and foremost. There is competition for places, and we know there's definitely places up for grab, going to Japan. So boys want to perform well individually, but as a team and a collective, we want to get the win. Obviously Ireland are known for their aerial game. Are you expecting a few coming your way? Yeah, definitely. That's a part and parcel with, with rugby nowadays, and I know Ireland have a really good kicking game. So we expect that to come on Saturday, and, and we've been prepping for that accordingly. So.
4: And looking at your development as a player, who do you think's helped to get you in this place that you are?
2: There's loads of coaches that helped me along the way. I know a lot of the boys here, George and and Josh Adams, all the back three players have been really helpful in the transition of me coming into this environment. And I know George has been helping me this week, trying to just settle the nerves a bit and just give me a bit of advice, and I really appreciate (laughs) that. uh,
0: You're quite new coming into the squad, obviously, at the beginning of this. What have the last couple of months been like? What do you do to try and make your mark?
2: The last few months, really, have been physically, obviously, demanding. And Like, when I first came into camp, I was probably a bit undercooked. I wasn't expecting it. I think I've settled quite well now and these last few weeks haven't maybe been as intense but the rugby stepped up and the details stepped up obviously where we're building towards these games and hopefully me and as a team we've taken that on board and we can perform on the weekend.
0: Players who can cover a couple of positions are likely to, to have a stronger claim for those last places. Has that been something you've been talking about, something you're aware of? Uh,
2: yeah, of course I'm aware of it, and, and the fact that I can play centre is hopefully a good thing. I, I wouldn't try and lose ties with the fact that I, I used to play midfield, but like I said, on the, on the weekend I'm playing on the wing, so I just want to make sure I, uh, I know my role there and I'm pretty settled there, so we're very privileged and we're very lucky to be in this situation so I hope that I can go out and make the most of this I don't want to come off the field and feel like I let this opportunity or I let this moment pass because you only ever get your first cap once so hopefully I can make the most of it and and like I said try and enjoy it as much as I can I I know it's going to be a quick game it's going to be intense probably quicker than anything I've experienced before Um, hopefully I can find my feet early doors maybe get an early touch and, and try and settle the nerves as much as I can and yeah, hopefully the game doesn't pass me by, and I can feel like I've contributed positively towards the game.
3: I mentioned the likes of George giving the advice. Uh, can you elaborate on, on what sort of tips? Uh,
2: it's, it's, it's more just um, settling the nerves, trying to get as many touches as I can, helping me with my extras in training, and that's been a nice touch from him. And I really appreciate that from all the other back three boys. They've all tried to settle me down because. You know, they've been in this situation themselves. Everyone's nervous for their first cap and you want to do your best. You want to put your best foot forward. So, yeah, he's, he's helped me massively and, and I'm appreciative of him and, and the other back three. Among the many decisions it seems centres,
0: Scott Williams and Owen Watkin may be vying for one place on the plane to Japan. Williams missed the end of last season through injury, so he's just concentrating on this game.
5: i yeah, have got a big task ahead. It's nice to be back involved after a long time out off the field and... Yeah, it's a place for the World Cup, you know, on the line, so that's what we're playing for.
4: How frustrating has it been for you personally then?
5: Yeah, it's been a frustrating a few months. Injuries are part of the sport, but like I said, I'm looking forward now to get back on the field and putting that jersey on.
4: How difficult is it to have in your back of your mind thinking about impressing individually
5: when, of course, it's a team game? I think if you play well as a team, you kind of individual performance kind of takes care of itself then so I think just focusing on doing the basics well you know not expecting too much from myself I am mean, not played for seven eight months but just going to try and have a solid game and then hopefully you know I can stick my hand up.
4: Is it difficult playing alongside a guy who realistically you're probably in competition with for, for one spot?
5: I wouldn't say it's difficult no I, we've got a really good squad it's probably the best squad that I've been involved in uh, in the last eight years in terms of strength and depth and and what you know the team has achieved in the last 12 months has been you know outstanding so I think the job for us is kind of to take off where you know they left last week and not let them down from the last world
4: cup it's not just a 31 man job it might be 36 40 required over the tournament
5: yeah exactly like I said injuries are part of the sport and don't want anyone to get injured but um, you know they do happen we've seen that already and yeah, it's a big squad effort to be able to be successful. And like I said, it's probably the best squad that I've been involved in the last eight years.
4: Given that and given your injury problems, how much would it mean to you if you were
5: to win a place? Be over the moon, lucky enough to have been involved in two World Cups. Something uh, you want to be involved in is the best experience you'll have. Uh, and you're playing against the best teams in the world, obviously, and willing to do anything to get on that plane. And in
4: terms of uh, the experience, as you say, in what ways is it different from playing in a,
5: in a Six Nations? Obviously, it's, it's a warm-up game, but uh, it's still a, a test match and a lot of places up for grabs, so boys will be keen for this weekend and trying to put a good performance in. So, yeah, I think that's the task ahead of us now, to play well and play well as a team as well.
4: And the, the tournament itself, how does that differ from Six Nations when it's a sort of similar number of games?
5: Six Nations is amazing, a competition, but a you know, World Cup is a step up again. It's obviously global and it's the highest stage you can play on. So I suppose that's the difference. Uh, that's where you measure yourself.
4: And what are you expecting from Ireland given that they're making changes as well and they had a bit of a tonking last time out from England?
5: Yeah, I'm sure they'll be disappointed with their performance last week, so I'm sure they've had a tough week's training. They'll be wanting to put a few things right this weekend to get a bit of momentum going into the World Cup, so... Yeah, it's going to be a, a tough challenge for us, but you know, we kind of focus on ourselves, and there's been a lot of changes and trying to take over and take off where the boys left last week. You know how attritional midfield is in a World Cup
0: from 2015, so three of you, that leaves the midfield pretty pretty light if that's the selection. Do you go and talk about your versatility? I played a bit in the wing, I've done that stuff as well.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll play anywhere if you want to. Yeah, like I said, we would have few injuries last World Cup is probably the worst that I've seen we did a lot of injuries in a lot of positions but the centres that we have here now are all capable of doing a very good job and uh, Hadley and John in fairness them have, the last 12 months have been outstanding and, and Watkins having played with him at club level has come a long way and you know, the future
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union Podcast Obviously, Saturday's match and Sunday's squad selection will be big news. But there was another big launch this week at Cardiff Castle to confirm the Guinness Pro 14 final this season will be played in Cardiff. Among those to welcome the news was WIU Performance Director Ryan Jones, one of many interesting subjects to discuss.
3: I think Cardiff is the perfect rugby destination whether it be club rugby or international rugby, or actually one of <laughs> Europe's great sporting cities, if you like. You know? So fans will come here, and players alike will come and have an amazing, amazing experience. You know, everything within the city is geared up for sporting days out. You know, it is a very much a destination city. So I think we're a nation that's used to hosting rugby, we understand rugby, we're passionate about rugby, and the people of Wales and Cardiff embrace rugby. So I think it's all the ingredients for a perfect venue.
0: Not that uh, the Welsh regions need any kind of extra incentive, but surely that must give them a bit of a lift, knowing that the, the prize at the end of the season is a home final.
5: Yeah,
3: I think so. And you, you know, Certainly, if you, when you get to the latter stage of the competition, it's a home final for, for whichever region plays here, really. Yeah. So the fans will come in their droves and will naturally have a, probably a, an upside, a positive for that region. So once we get past the, the early part of the season, we get into the latter stages, and undoubtedly it'll play a part.
0: Well, looking ahead to Wales and the Rugby World Cup campaign, you've obviously been out to Japan to help strengthen ties between Wales and Japan. What kind of experience are the Welsh fans heading there this month and next month going to get out there?
3: It is a, an incredible, incredible country. Um, the people are fantastic. Culture is incredible, and the food's amazing. So, <laughs> I think the fans are going to have a unique experience. It's not going to come without its challenges, but they are a country that. Are going to blow this world cup out of the water i think it's, a, it's again it's a country that is geared up for the olympics in 2020 so all the is in place which is really interesting when you went out there and they're embracing it like nowhere else you know so we, we were, we've been to a city kitakushu which is about two hours south of tokyo right through from the post office vans and the fire engines with Welsh flags on to school kids wearing t-shirts with the three feathers on. It's just they're embracing it like no other country. So I think we're in for a really, really magic World Cup, you know, albeit it's going to be a very different one. But again, it's going to be littered with colour and support, and I think the Japanese people will embrace it.
0: That's the final Rugby World Cup one match before Warren Gatland announces his squad this Saturday. Josh Navidi is going to lead the lads out for the first time this weekend. As a someone who's played
3: flanker, what does he bring to that team? Josh is fiercely competitive. I think what we've seen over the last probably two or three years is see the emergence of a guy who leads on and off the field. You know, I think he's hugely respected amongst the group. He has big moments, doesn't he? You know, he's been incredible servant for Cardiff, loses, So I think he's the right man to do it. We I mean, have a game this weekend. So this, this Martin, in. He'll lead from the front. And I think this is what very much Alan Wynn does. It's very much an Alan Wynn-esque type captaincy. And I think with his experience as well, I think it lends itself to, to him doing it. He's going to have it. He's got a squad around him, he's going to have to manage. It is a big opportunity for, for some of those players, probably in that, in that question mark bracket. And knowing as we do, there's probably a few people he hasn't quite made his mind up on yet. So he will be certainly be using that as a carrot this week.
5: The, uh, the backlash we're going to get this weekend is going to be quite fierce,
3: isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. You know, is. They'll certainly want to go into Rugby World Cup with a couple of wins under the belt and get some confidence. But just with the clever play here is we're combating it with a group of guys who some are playing for Rugby World Cup opportunity. As very much as we saw England do in the first warm up. So, you know, hopefully we're gonna be competitive. We've got a game plan. The players will know exactly what's expected of them. It is home, you know, it's gonna be sunny, Play- fans are gonna be out in their droves. So I think we've got the ingredients for a real fierce test match. I you know I suppose the question mark we all have is just hope that everyone comes through, you know, unscathed as it were. I think as well as in a good spot at the you'd say There's a couple of injuries but in terms of overall Going well. Bank, number one in the world, going into it. Yeah, look, I, I... disappointed with the with the Twickenham loss, but it was, it was really interesting. They you know, tried different things. You know, we saw different Wales then, can find it differently, play differently here. Again, showed all the traits of what what makes them hugely competitive. So, I think it's been a really smart, you know, way of approaching the moment game. So, again, all those guys have got some rugby under their belt now. So they've got a. They're still in a in a period of, of prep as well. This is what people don't. Mm. They were never trained to peek in. You know, early August, you know, it was all, it's all geared to peak in September. So the guys are pretty tired, pretty run down, pretty beat up because they've, they've had it tough, you know. So, again, it's about getting through these games, getting them what we need, which is all part of the plan. Ready to peak in, what is it, a, a month's time now.
4: How would you sum up Gatland?
3: Oh, look, get, what a fantastic servant the Welsh rugby, first and foremost, you know. To have stayed as long as he has and had the impact that he's had is, is incredible. You know, the legacy he will leave will... Last long after him and his, and his coaches as well. I think we, we do a disservice to the team that's been in place and, and with him as well by not mentioning them. But Warren's an incredible coach, you know, who's developed over time. He's got this unique ability to galvanise a squad and bring the best out of them, particularly in, in one off and competition. You so, can see the problem solved as well. Yeah, he he can. He he's a competitor. He's a winner. He's an outright winner. And it was everything that he came and put in place in 2008, wanted to base the foundations of modern rugby on. Whether whether it was being fit, whether it was being disciplined, whether it was a good set piece, strong defensively, still stands true now. You know, and that's testament to him as a coach and, and his team. His last home match as a Wales coach, and he's going back to go out and see him. It'll be emotional for him as far. I think you know. He sometimes he portrays his character of. You know, he can be quite um, can be very difficult to read, Warren. But he loves Wales. He loves Welsh rugby. He loves the people of Wales. And I think it is a fantastic opportunity for f- fans to come out and show him what he means to us as well. You know, he is going to be missed, if you like. But. Again, what's, what's really interesting is been working with a team coming in. I think we're also verging on something really interesting. So we've got all that fantastic IP that's leaving, but we've also got this huge amount of IP coming in now. And if we can build on everything that was great around that era and add value, I think we, you know, we, we could be on something really special.
0: So that's it for this week's off Union podcast. So much for But until then, goodbye.